This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. G'day. Thanks for listening. This is episode 15. My um, guest this week is Melbourne-based physiotherapist Sriyan Paris. Sriyan explains how he started out in the physiotherapy world, uh, how he runs his own business, and the things we can do to avoid needing to see a physio in the first place. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Rian Paris, thanks for taking it easy with me today. Thank you very much for having me, Dan. No worries at all. Thanks for having me here in your beautiful clinic here at South Bank, Freshwater Place. We'll plug it at the end. But, uh, easy. <laughs> now, when you started studying physiotherapy originally, mm-hmm. uh, was eventually owning your own business sort of one of your main goals? Is that when, is that when, when people start out in physio, is that sort of your... I think I'd always uh, sort of envisaged that I'd work in private practice and doing some sports physio and musculoskeletal physio like that. And so as a result, uh, I think, you know, owning a business and running your own clinic was probably the, the, the end goal. Yeah. Um, from a financial point of view as well, I think it's always better to be working for yourself as opposed to working for someone else. And you know, you only get a, uh, you know, taking that commission or a, yeah, a cut, yeah. so to speak. So uh, I, I wasn't expecting it to happen as early as it did, but right. uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a very interesting and fulfilling experience running a business. You know, yeah. you, most uh, medical professionals generally aren't all that fantastic with uh, business side of things. You know, <laughs> we tend to be you know pretty good practitioners and so forth, but uh, running a business is a completely different story. And so. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting journey. Right, right. And what what made you interested in physiotherapy originally? Um, right from the get go, I always had a uh, a love for health sciences. So, um, you know, I remember back in the day, I always thought to myself, you know, I'm going to be that guy that cures cancer. Yeah, you know, I'm right. Be, uh, yeah, working in labs and you yeah. know medical research and and all that sort of stuff and. 
And then I think I did like year 10 biology and it just sucked ass because yeah. it was, uh, you know, all the, the different tests and yeah. you just uh, – I found it so boring and I thought, well, I'm not going to do medical yeah. research. So I've got to find something else. Uh, but, I, you know, I would have done medicine. I would have done dentistry. I, mm. You know, I actually enrolled in pharmacy before I enrolled in physio. Right. Um, that's a, a different story. But, yep. yeah, just – Anything health sciences was was what yeah. I was uh, interested in, and uh, I think physio sort of has worked out really well because I love my sport. Um, uh, combining sport and, and work yeah, together, yeah. it's uh, it's actually been really quite good. And yeah, I probably don't do as much sports work as I uh, would like to, but that's usually just a, a time thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do enjoy working, you know, nice. with athletes and, and the sporting side of things. But it also means I get to sit down and watch a bit of sport, yeah. and I can, you know, tell the wife, oh, it's, it's research purposes." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, yeah, that's 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 a good part about yeah. physio for sure. Now, did uh, you have an interest in torturing people as well? Did you find that torturing people, <laughs> putting them through pain, is also something that you found you had a good interest in? Look, I, uh, I I can't say I've got a chip on my shoulder in that respect, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I definitely uh, have mellowed in my old age. Right. I uh, I think back in the day, I, I used to maybe mildly get off on people you know, <laughs> when they uh, when when they've got a few tears rolling down the face. Yeah. And they sort of walk away going, "Yeah, that was a good session." Yeah. Know? But yeah, I sort of started to realise that you don't really need to cause people stupid amounts of pain. Um, <laughs> And so as a result, uh, I think I have mellowed a bit and, you know, you can still cause some discomfort and, mm. you know, as long as you're sort of keeping within tolerance levels. Yeah. Um, so I think the patients appreciate that as well. Do you get some sickos that come in that love the pain? I've, I know some mates love going to the physio and just being put through the ringer. And yeah, yeah. They love that it hurts and yeah. and if, if it doesn't hurt, they think it's not working. Yeah, absolutely. I um, uh yeah, one of the the favoured treatment techniques here is dry needling, which uh, yes, yeah, obviously we uh, we've gone through a little bit yes. uh, here <laughs> in the uh, the clinic, and I'm, I'm always surprised by the the people that come in and they're just like just stick as many needles as you <laughs> wanted me and just just go hammer and tong, you know, I'll I'll deal with it for the next mm. couple of days, and yeah, I'll, I'll limp and I'll feel sore and I'll curse your name, but I know it'll feel better afterwards, yeah. um, and so as a result, uh, yeah, you can kind of go a little bit more uh, hammer and tong on them. and uh, But, they, they, yeah, they, they absolutely love it. And, uh, yeah, sometimes even things like you know, a, a heavy massage, like even myself, I'd much rather someone just get their elbows stuck right into me and, oh, yeah, just right. rather than just like a little fluffy uh, day spa type massage, yeah. um, I'd much rather just get them to go hammer and tong. And, just the thought yeah. of elbows digging into a sore muscle. Yeah. Makes me oh, it's it's a little bit. Well, it makes me squeam a little bit. Actually, <laughs> like I, 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 I can't say I, I enjoy the the palms of the hands a bit more. Yeah, than I, nah, maybe, give, I don't give, know. Give yeah. me elbows and knees. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> walk up and down on my back. That's that's, that's what I'd like. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And how long do you have to study for to become a physiotherapist? Uh, when I went through, it was a four year degree. Yeah. Uh, so just a straight out of high school into physio. Do your four years, and uh, then you're a fully qualified physio, and you know off uh, off in the off in the world. And but uh, things have changed a little bit now, so uh, it started to go more towards a. Uh, uh, it's become more of a graduate course, so right. uh, people generally have to do a uh, might be a two or a three year undergraduate 
course in like health mm-hmm. science or another another type of degree and then they do a, a master's uh, of physiotherapy yeah. after that. So it's sort of become a, a five-year plus uh, type of course, right. which is uh, – I think it has its advantages in that uh, I think – I think we tend to absorb information better as we get older. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. You know, you, you come straight out of high school into uni and it's just one big piss up and, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're so distracted by other things. You, you need a couple of years to kind of get it out of your system. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to sort of maybe like a third or fourth year in the system, you start to, you know, calm down and mm. you go, all right, well, this is where I've got to – concentrate now and so i think uh yeah there are probably a couple of things that might have been missed in my first couple of years of uni just because yeah, you, yeah. you tend to go a little bit uh askew but um but yeah i also think physio is one of those jobs where you really learn on the job mm. um I, I felt like i came out of uni knowing about 30 percent of what i needed to know and okay. then uh just the more people you see, the more you learn, mm. uh, and as a result, uh, yeah, like I said, you learn on the job, and and uh, uh, you you get that experience just through treating people more so than reading textbooks or mm. um, practicing on fake patients, i.e., right. your uh, your fellow students. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you need to learn the full anatomy, but where bones are and all the muscles, or is it just muscles? No, no, bones as well. Yep. Bones, muscles, ligaments. Uh, yep. We do a lot of neuroanatomy as well, so parts of the brain and really? the nervous system. Um, once again, just because there are so many different streams of physio, there are physios that work solely in neurological rehab, so people who have strokes or uh, okay, acquired yep. brain injuries after car accidents and things like that. So understanding the, the anatomy of the brain and how mm-hmm. it all functions uh, is extremely important, for especially for those streams of uh, physios. Yeah. But even for a, a musculoskeletal physio like myself, you, know, you need to know how all the nerves work because everything's connected. Just yep. like the song says, and yep. if the uh, <laughs> if you if something's pinching on a nerve or if something's irritating a nerve, and yep. yeah, you got to be able to uh, assess it properly, treat it, yep. um, and and rehabilitate it. So uh, yeah, all the all the posters that you see on the walls <laughs> here, and uh, you know, yeah, we generally have to know yeah all yep. of it. And you know, if you're going to pop quiz me, then uh, <laughs> we're going to have some words later, but. <laughs> Um, I think I know most of them. Right. <laughs> do you? Do you? As a part of the course, do you need to learn the the knee the knee bones connected to the? Do you need to learn that? Yeah, you got to do song. the dance as, as well. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a couple of little. Uh, the the word escapes me at the moment. But you know, when you uh, need to learn something, and you've got the uh, the different letters, and you, yeah, know, you yeah. make up those little rhymes, or yeah. uh, is that a, a mnemonic? Is that what it is? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, too early in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Um, so yeah, there are there are all those little, I think they're mnemonics uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah help you remember the different uh, bones and nerves yeah. and and that sort of stuff. Highly immature for, uh, <laughs> for for medical professionals, but yeah, they they definitely help to stick in the mind. Yeah. Uh, do you once you finish your course, did you just try and find a practice to go into and start out? Do you start as an apprentice or do you start as a fully? Qualified, ready to go physio. Uh, you, you really start as a fully qualified physio, which mm. is quite scary because I was quite a young student. Yeah. So I, uh, I started uni when I was seventeen, and mm-hmm. I, uh, I finished. I was graduated by the time I was twenty-one, and right, yeah. You know, it's it's you know, rocking up to work first day with pee plates on <laughs> the car window, and you know you're responsible for people's health. You know, yeah. you know 
don't know whether too many people took me overly seriously at right. that time, but uh, yeah, you. I, I ended up doing a, a placement. So part of the the university course is you do. I think it was half a dozen six-week placements in different streams of physio. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the placements uh, was at a private practice out in Glen Waverley. And, uh, you know, once again, I sort of knew that I was going to go into private practice and they knew that as well and they seemed to like my work. Mm -hmm. Um, And they offered me a job. uh, They said I had a job waiting for me when I I finished uni. Oh, good. So I uh, I started working with them pretty much straight out of – straight after I graduated and then, uh, yeah, sort of – Branched around yeah. around the suburbs, working at a couple of different clinics within the same company. Uh, so that was good. And how did your hands go originally? Because I, I, I know speaking to – I have a friend who's training to be a physiotherapist at the moment and he said his – like he's a big guy and he said his hands are – Quite painful at times after you know a session working on yeah. people. It's it's quite a it's if your hands can't handle it, you, you yeah. can't really be a physio, is it? Yeah, and and I struggled in my first probably twelve to eighteen months because um, yeah. I was not only doing the the hands on work in the clinic, but I was also working for a local football club. So three days a week, I'm at the footy club doing rub downs and all the the physio work there, and then five days uh, a week in the clinic and uh, and treating people. And after a while, um, you know, my hands got so sore that I could barely hold a toothbrush wow. uh, for longer than 10 seconds just because the muscles in my thumbs especially would just burn. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, I really thought to myself, yeah, I'm not going to be lasting yeah. too long in this <laughs> right. day, but, like, you know, yeah. I'm going to need to find something else that I'm good at. Um, and then, yeah, managed to... Find a way to to alleviate pain. Uh, mm. Once again, into the the dry needling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I found so that stick them in yourself. Yeah, I'd stick them in uh, yeah. in uh, in my thumbs and uh, just sort of leave them there. And as much as I don't like doing it, it it just works an absolute treat for wow. me. Um, and you know, I tried all the other different physio type techniques. You know, strapping my thumbs and you know uh, ultrasounds and all sorts of stuff. And yeah, yeah like it, it felt nice at the time, but. The only thing that I really found works for the thumb pain was was sticking needles in it. Yeah. So, uh, are your hands like cricket bats? Like in the the you know the idea that you need to knock it in. A cricket bat needs to be knocked in before it's fully usable. Is that yeah. similar with your yeah, hands? They just get it, used to I, that. I think it's conditioning. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so you don't get? Do you still get sore hands now, or yeah. not as bad? Yeah, I still get sore hands. Like yeah. Yeah, I, I I strained my thumb tendon this morning just drying myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I felt like this little sharp twinge in my thumb, and I'm like, what the was going on there? Um, so yeah, you you still get you know aches and pains, no doubt about it. Um, and it's also complicated by other things like you know doing things like weight training. You know, you obviously put mm. a lot of load through your forearms and your your wrists when you're you're lifting weights and and that sort of thing. So you've just got to manage those things accordingly. Make yeah. sure that uh, you're not overloading your your hands. Mm. Um, but, you know, once again, if I put needles in or, you know, go and get some massage and things like that myself, you know, I, I almost treat myself like I'm an athlete yeah, right. in that respect yeah. that you've got to just keep your body strong, keep it fit, yeah. um, get people to look after you, do your stretches. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I treat myself no differently. Yeah. yeah, and one good thing you get out of it is a strong handshake, don't you? Like you yeah. That's, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. One positive. Try not to break you. people's hands yeah. as I uh, go in for the squeeze, but... Um, when you uh, become fully qualified as a physiotherapist, does every physio get a replica spine to have <laughs> in their clinic? I think I think every physio I've ever been to has 
a life-size replica spine. I, uh, I think you, you can't be taken seriously without it. If you can't turn around and say, if you have a look at Harold over here, yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think it's... It's part of it's part of the the prerequisites of mm. uh, working as a physio. Now, I think um, you know one of the big parts about physio and and most medical professionals is is education. Um, you know, you can treat people and you can you know tell people to do their exercise and whatever else, mm. but if you don't educate them about their bodies, what's where, what's where, yep. you know, give them a, a visual of of what's going on. Um, it's it's a lot harder for it to sink into for someone who has no idea about their own anatomy. Yeah. Um, so that's why all these little models that you see here on my desk. Uh, you've got knees, you've got a foot. What's that one there? That, that's is that a like shoulder? a shoulder blade, is yep. it? Yeah, shoulder blade and a collarbone and humerus right. bone. So, uh, very humerus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all your charts. Uh, oh, it's very official. Um, and a nice plant as well. Yes. Yeah. Just to have, jazz it up a yeah, bit. Exactly. A bit of greenery. <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh, studying or like plying your trade, learning things, do you try and create your own style, like an attempt different like techniques, treatment techniques, to try and stick out from the crowd? You know, like is that a thing that physios do to try and you know, try and uh, create their own brand, so to speak, so that they stick out to customers, or do you have to um, really stick to a by law you have to I don't think there's too much room to move. Um, right. Yeah, you know we can all sort of specialise in different areas if we wanted to. Like you know, I quite like treating shoulders as for mm-hmm. example, um, and uh, you yeah, know, but there are plenty of guys out there and girls who you know they like doing hips and knees and like I said, you know, you can get certain subspecialties within uh, sort of even the musculoskeletal physio stream. So. I think that's probably the only way that you can sort of set yourself apart from yeah. from other physios that do very similar things. You just say, oh, I'm more specialised in shoulders, so if you've got a shoulder mm. problem, you know, I'm your guy. But in terms of treatment techniques, you know, you might try, you know, or you might be a little bit more inclined to use things like needles, for example, yeah. or um, you might be more inclined to do things like spinal manipulation and, right. and that sort of stuff. So whether it builds your own brand as such, Probably not so because we're all sort of trying to do uh, things according to what the evidence tells us works. Yeah. Um, so as long as you're keeping within those parameters, then you know, usually uh, not only can be successful in treating your patients but also not fall foul of the registration yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, boards and, and so forth. Yeah. Now, you're out on your own now. You've, you've spent years uh, working for different people and then you created your own business, Elite mm-hmm. Sports Physiotherapy. For people out there that might be thinking about starting your own business uh, in physio, was it difficult to start out as your own business, or did you find that through your other jobs you'd build a bit of a, you know, you met people and said, you know, I'm going to go out on my own? Is that how you do it? You just sort of poach people from yeah, the jobs you've you've done. It's um, the way I started out on my own was almost not quite by accident, but. Uh, uh, Basically, I was working for this uh, this other company, and uh, there's another guy that uh, a colleague of mine who was in the same boat as me. We were just, you know, employees at this one company, and my wife, who was working in a corporate uh, area and in Burnley, you know, was saying, "Oh, there's a new gym opening up. You guys should open up a, a physio clinic inside the gym." Mm-hmm. And um, so I mentioned it to my boss and said, "You know, how do you feel about 
expanding into the you know closer to the city and he was a bit numbing and ahhing about it he didn't seem all that keen and was speaking to this other guy about it and uh, he's like well why don't you just do it on your own and you know, yeah i'm like oh, yeah, could do <laughs> and we ended up uh, sort of going out into partnership together and uh so we, and that's where we started out working at uh the the gym here in south bank um that's where we we first set up and uh yeah, uh, you know, we worked together for a couple of years, and he ended up moving on and doing some some more sports related uh, physio work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of just took over his share of the business and yep. just kept going. And um, yeah, and I never really saw myself as being a, a person that ran a big physio clinic and had multiple staff. Right. And like you know, I'd, I'd be pretty happy just to have my simple setup and yep. see the people that you know came in and wanted to see me and. Uh, but uh, yeah, just situations changed with the gym, and we had yeah. to move out, and we ended up moving into this, uh, you know, nice four room clinic, and so we're just in the process of trying to build it up and mm. uh, get more get more people on, and so I've sort of become that physio business owner, which yeah. uh, I, I, I still really don't feel like it's always cut out for me. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, you know I've got Kathy, my wife, working here as well, so she yeah. uh, she helps look after the place and keeps it ticking over smoothly. So definitely couldn't do it by myself. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. You've been in this uh, this South Bank for a little while now. Mm-hmm. So you're well and truly established as a business. How, how many clients would you see, uh, say, a week? Um, so across the board, um, between myself and uh, there's one other physio working here at the moment. Uh, yep. She's here part time. I'm here five days, and we usually do around uh, sort of 100, 110 consultations yeah, uh, right. a week, and, and yeah, just mostly repeat building. customers that you've you've built up. Yeah, I mean we we do get a. Uh, a good handful of new clients coming in as well but yeah. um you know we've been in this area for coming up to 12 years now and there are still people mm. that uh you know saw us in that first year that still come and see us today mm. i think um, I, I moved here in 2010 and, mm. and i think i've been coming since then so eight yeah, years yeah. eight years yeah which uh so you're doing yeah. something right <laughs> <laughs> no I, I always appreciate you know when people come back and you know they uh yeah, especially if they haven't been back for a long period of time. But right. when a new injury comes on, they're you know we're the first people that come to mind. They're yep. like, oh, I'm just going to go back and see that guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's always very uh, appreciated. Is there a is there a certain age demographic you see more than others? Like, do you see more people sort of over fifty where their body's starting to break down a bit, or is it just a mixed bag right through? It's a it's a pretty mixed bag here in this area. Mm. Um, the majority of clientele, I would say, <clears throat> would be between, I'll say, 22 and 70. Right. Um, we don't see a lot of kids here. It's mm. a very sort of corporate area. Mm. Um, there are definitely residents and, you know, families in the area as well. But um, I found that working out in the suburbs, I used to see a lot more kids, you know, kids sport, gymnastics, basketball, footy and that sort of stuff. Uh, mm. uh, we'd see a lot more younger kids uh, out in the burbs. But, um, yeah, I'd say here it's usually sort of more your, your corporate ages, you know. Right. Uh, and it's not just because people are getting older and, you know, their bodies are breaking down, but, you know, a lot of young people like to exercise and stay fit, play sport, mm. um, and the injuries just are just part of parcel of that. So yeah. so it's a good, it's a good demographic right. uh, in the city here. 
And what, what's the most common part of the body you would, you would work on? I'd say spinal right. issues. I was um, going to say back. Yeah, yeah back, neck. Um, you know, once again, very corporate area here. So a lot of people are sitting behind computers all day yep. and stress and tension and, and – A lot of the shoulders. Shoulders, yeah. yeah, all of that. So a lot of people don't realise how – I know at in-work places they'll try and get you to sit properly and there's all those charts on the wall, but you, it's kind of hard – to avoid it. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you're in end of, at that a stressful job yeah. where you're all tense. Um, I think uh, in recent years the uh, the influx of standing desks has been quite mm. quite so useful. Do you, think, do you think they help? Oh, I think they do yeah. um, because it encourages people to get out of that seated position for, mm. for longer periods throughout the day. Um, don't get me wrong, you can still get sore and stiff and tired from standing all day. Mm. Um, so I usually encourage people to alternate between sitting and standing. But I, I definitely find that uh, people enjoy standing up and working uh, more than just sitting down all day mm. and especially people that have got a history of you know, neck, shoulder, back problems. Mm. Um, yeah, they can definitely get some relief from getting out of that seated yeah. position. Yeah, you see, like you see people in an office situation, it's very hard not to – when you're focused on what's on your screen, it's very hard not to sort of cave your – your, your shoulders in and exactly. hunch your back over and sort exactly. of get down low and it's so, so like you it's hard to get your seat I know when I'm at a, at a computer I need to get my seat low get the screen up so I'm forces my chin up yep. so I'm looking up um, but, but then, I still if I spend a day on a computer I still yep. get a little bit achy in the neck and yep. And one of the trends in uh, the corporate workplace these days is hot desking. I'm not sure if you're familiar mm, with that, yeah. but uh, so basically, as a way of cutting out some costs and minimising the number of people that can be in the office on any given day, so they encourage people to work from home as well uh, more readily. So it means that you don't have your own permanent desk anymore. Mm. So you just rock up to work. You find the the next available desk, unpack your laptop and, you know, you can have the dodgy seat, you can have the dodgy uh, desk working mm. on the laptop and, and that's you for the day. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people so struggle every, with that. Yeah, different um, every time. Exactly. Yeah. So they don't have a consistent setup, they don't have a personalised setup and, uh, yeah, everyone has got different tolerance levels for, for mm. sitting and so the people who struggle to sit really find it difficult. So what, what could we do... Anybody that sits at a desk that's listening, that what, what are things could you do? What stretches can you do to avoid that tight neck, tight, sh- tight shoulders? I honestly think the best thing is to just get up and walk. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, just move. Don't, like, don't even worry so much about you know, sitting at your desk and you know, trying to stretch your neck from mm. side to side and rotate your arms. And like, you can do all of that, that's absolutely mm. fine. But, you know, I think minimizing the length of time that you spend sitting down, I think, is the most important thing. So right. every 20 minutes, 30 minutes, get up go to the toilet, go for a walk, do some stretching in that time as well if you mm. want to, you know, something as simple as instead of sending an email, get up and walk to the next person's desk and, and have a chat to them or if you're on a phone call, stand up and, mm. and, you know, be on the phone during that time. So just getting out of that centre position and, and minimising the length of time. You're, yeah, it, uh, you're is all in. the problems coming because your head is forward and straining that sort of where your neck joins the shoulders? Yeah. Is that where so it's all coming a, from? So you, you get a little bit of sort of a, a downward sort of 
flexion yeah. of the neck and then yeah. your shoulders roll forward as well. Your upper back tends to flex mm. and your lower back tends to, to also sort of slouch into the chair mm. as well. So you end up in this nice almost like C-shaped yeah. uh, posture, which, uh, yeah, your body's not designed to be like that for long yeah. periods of time. Um, you showed me a thing once where you roll a towel up quite tight. Yep. Uh, so you fold a towel in half long ways and you roll it up so it's like a tight ball and you put yep. it behind your run it down your spine sort of from yep. the top of your neck down, down yep. and then you lie on it and it just stretches all your chest yep. out. So it just helps to reverse that. Is that a good one for Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think across the board you probably should, you know, if you've got aches and pains, you know, get some exercises given to you personally by your treating physio. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm always a little bit wary of uh, generic yeah. Yeah, information. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. All the people out there listening Everyone's to this different. don't just uh, start uh, <laughs> jumping onto rolled up towels and uh, yeah, just yeah, make sure it's applicable for for you because it's it's not necessarily Come down to for elite sports physio first, <laughs> and then after that you can get on your towels. Yep. <laughs> Do you see many tall people? That's another question I was curious because I find yeah. my back is always I've always got issues there. Yeah, and any tall people I know, there's something going on with hips or backs. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't quote statistics, uh, mm. you know, if tall people are more prone to certain injuries or – but, yeah, the the modern world isn't necessarily designed for excessively tall people, you know, everything from desk heights to seat heights to, yeah. you know, even door frames for some people, you know. <laughs> uh, and also just general conversations you see when a, a tall person is speaking to a short person, you know. Uh, the the short person isn't standing up on a, a box to to talk to the person. The, the tall person's you know crouching down to get close to the yeah. the short person. So it's uh yeah, I think it is a bit of a a downside of, of being a tall person like yourself. But uh, yeah, I, like I said, I can't really quote stats on yeah. on injury types. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'd say that there's a slight disadvantage. Yeah, but you'd be good at basketball. So. <laughs> Uh, if you were to tell people just in general how to avoid going to the physio, like how, how would you just – you probably don't want to say this because you don't want to lose clients. <laughs> but what is the best thing a human can do day-to-day life to avoid muscles being pulled, um, you know, that, that – is it just exercise, walking, good diet? Is that all come into it? Um, Stretching? Yeah, look, I think I think that covers a lot of it. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a pretty firm believer that your body craves movement, um, and at the same time, I understand that by exercising, it can increase the risk of injury. You know, if you go out for a run, if you play sport, um, there's always a chance that you'd cop a knock or mm. pull a muscle. I, I appreciate that, but you know, I think your body craves movement. It craves wanting to be used yeah um so i would i would always suggest to people you know light to moderate exercise at a, at a minimum if you want to try and keep your body healthy try to avoid the static postures for too long so long periods of sitting standing you know laying on the couch uh, you know mm. with your what do they call it telly neck that uh, does me a bit i think because i'm always on the couch looking one certain way and then yeah. i feel funny on one side yeah of the exactly. neck so. sort of, i always equate it to you know you never want to be in the cinema front row and off to the side watching the movie with your head kind of creaked up yes. to the side like that yeah. for, for two or three hours yeah watching lord of the rings and things like that <laughs> uh, you'd be pretty stuffed 
Um, so yeah, it's the same with watching TV at home. You know, just try and sit nice and square in front of the TV and uh, try not to have your head turned to one side for long periods. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- they're probably my recommendations. Is just you know like to moderate exercise on a regular basis, um, and also just look after your body. If you know you've got some niggles, then do your appropriate stretches. If you've seen a, a practitioner and and if you've had some exercises given to you. Try your best to be diligent with them. It is, that um, is one of the hard things. You send me home from here sometimes with different stretches to do, and you just sort of you do them for a couple of days, and then you forget them for a couple of days, and then you just totally forgot you were supposed to be doing them. Yeah, I mean, pain is a, a great reminder. Yeah, <laughs> to do your exercises, and you know, hopefully that's a sign that you know you are getting better, and you know you're less mindful of your injury and, mm. and so forth and yeah as a result the motivation to do those exercises has become less and less but if that's the case then that's fine but make sure you you're doing other exercise like you know whether it be gym work or a bit of uh better other exercise to to make sure that you're keeping your body strong yeah try and prevent it from happening again now the foam roller has come in as a <laughs> they are everywhere now yes. gyms uh people's houses they're on sale everywhere Foam rollers, people swear by them. You know, I see nine out of ten now. It seems like at my gym, people will warm up by just having a having a roll yep. on a hard bit of rubber. Yep. Uh, should we believe the hype? Are they um, are they all that they've sort of? Look, I'm I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan personally. Um, Have you been yeah. paid to say that? <laughs> no, but I expect some kickbacks uh, <laughs> to any medical supply companies that are listening. Um, Look, I, I just find it's a, another way of getting uh, a good stretch into hmm. you know, not just muscle tissue, but also even the spinal structures. You know, when you're laying back on the roller and hmm. you sort of feel your spine stretching backwards over the roller as it goes up and down. Like I, I, I think that's quite a nice feeling. Uh, I, I think it's it's possible to roll incorrectly. You know, I think mm-hmm. you see people, you know, putting all their body weight on top of the roller and they're, you know, rolling up and down and they're having a conversation to the guy next to them and, you know, they've got a big smile on their face. I'm like, mm. no, nah, you're not relaxed. <laughs> yeah, and the more you, you tense up to fight that pressure, yeah, um, yeah you, you just – it's a bit counterproductive. So, you know, when it comes to foam rolling and, and other sort of self-massage techniques, my usual advice is usually less is more. Um, mm-hmm. Don't try and hammer yourself and uh, cause yourself too much pain. As long as you can stay relaxed and just gently ease into it, and then I think it's it's a really healthy thing to do. So the idea is that that hard surface of the roller, because they're all quite hard. That's what surprised me when mm. I first started using them. And then your body weight combined pushes the, and just sort of loosens all the muscle up. It's not too dissimilar to having my thumb or yeah. the palm of my hand digging into you know some someone's thigh and just rolling up through it. Mm. Um, so if it's a way that you can maintain the effect of a uh, a physio session you know if you've come in and been loosened up and you know send you home with some foam rolling then it's a good way to maintain it make sure mm. it doesn't stiffen up again or if you're about to do some exercise it's a great way to sort of get the blood flowing through those muscle groups and yeah. um yeah just make sure like you know, just like a footy player will get the legs rubbed out before they take the pitch then mm. you know it's the same thing with uh with the foam rolling you can warm up the muscle as an alternative to just stretching yeah have you noticed a lot more uh little knickknacks and things coming into physio oh, yeah. i like you, you sell the, those spiky balls, yeah. you've got rollers, other types of balls. Yeah, is there any that are just dodgy that we sh- we don't that we shouldn't buy? Because I've, I've got a spiky um, ball, I've got a roller at home. Yeah. Spiky ball is great. Yeah, it's just like a hard rubber, literally has spikes on it. And yeah, 
If you've got a sore like hip or something, oh, it is very good. Even a golf ball, you told me once. Yeah. Um, golf balls are great if you've got little niggles here and there. Absolutely. And I think it just depends on what you're trying to do with it. So, for example, with a foam roller, the pressure is a lot broader. So you can get into you know your thighs, for example, or even your back, and it can be quite general in the pressure. And uh, overall, it's, it's quite a nice... Uh, all over rub, but if you want to be really specific and you know harder to pl- uh, harder to get places, then something with more focal pressure, like one of these spiky balls and, and mm. so forth, um, they generally tend to be a bit more effective. Yeah. Um, and once again, they come in different degrees of firmness as well. Mm. So you get some people that don't like causing themselves a lot of pain, so they <laughs> opt for the softer ones, which is fine. But I don't know if there are any uh, nothing that we stock here, but um, good plug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, like, uh, yeah, if there was something that I'm not overly keen on, I, I probably just wouldn't stock it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but to be honest, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything mm. that I would look at and go, oh, geez, that's just a, that's just a gimmick. Right. Um, so probably out there, but. Keeping on the topic of gimmicks, I come and see you once a month, mm-hmm. have done for the last eight years or so. Um, you got me into dry needling which you're also qualified for. Mm-hmm. I've never asked you that before. I hope you are. You <laughs> I, did, to... I did a weekend course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You seem to do it quite well. Uh, so dry needling is – what's the difference between dry needling and acupuncture, first of all? Um, mostly the theory behind what effect it has and, and how the uh, effect is caused. So without going into too much detail, traditional Chinese acupuncture – is more centered around trying to restore the body's natural uh, natural energy flow called the chi. Right. And they believe in the way they treat it is by putting needles along certain parts of the body that you restore the energy flow up and down mm-hmm. and it can help to alleviate all types of symptoms, everything from allergies to you know, musculoskeletal aches and pains to uh, headaches, all sorts of things mm-hmm. that are treated by uh, Chinese medicine. Um, dry needling is a lot more specific in its nature in that, mm. you know, if you come in with a, a knee problem, you know, because it's caused by tightness in your thigh muscles, then we're just putting needles into the uh, tight spots of that muscle yeah, yeah. in the thigh and, and just trying to release them. Uh, and it's almost a, an alternative to massage, mm. um, but I like to do a combination of the two. Yeah, as well. so you put, I'll say, I'll come in, I'll lie down, you'll put them all through my arms, maybe four up each arm, four across my neck, yep. into the shoulders. And the, the shoulders, when you put them in, the muscles just. They have like, these little twitches. The reaction is yeah. a bizarre feeling at first, but you do get used to it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard people say that it's like, and I feel like it's good for me. Like I've. Have saw I, uh, I was a migraine sufferer for a long period of time mm-hmm. um, through my teens, and I've always tried to find you know remedies to prevent them. Yeah. Um, I've found the diet is a huge thing, absolutely eating the right thing. But also since I've come to you, knock on wood, they've, you know they've, they've, it's been pretty well managed. Mm. Do you find, do you think migraine like because migraine sufferers are always looking for something to to get rid of them? You yeah, know, they, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, look, you know, the, the way I've treated you in the past is it's probably more of a acupuncture-style treatment right. in yeah. that, you know, we do put needles sort of up and down the forearm and into the hands and um, and we, you know, tend to just sort of leave them there for a period of time. And, yeah, I've, I've, I've had good results with treating migraines using mm. acupuncture-style treatments. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there are, there are different types of headaches out there and uh, I don't think everyone – 
every different type would necessarily respond the same way. Right. Um, and it's one of those things where you, you kind of just have to try it for a period of time and, and mm. see whether it helps. And if it does, then you keep going with it. Yep. If it doesn't, then, yeah, you have to move on to the next thing. And Yeah, a few people are sceptical. I've spoken to people about how I get acupuncture. Oh, sorry, like dry needling in that style. And uh, people often think it's a placebo as well. Do you find uh, – do you think it – it is actually doing something or is it part placebo, part releasing tension? Um, look, uh, See, part of me I've, thinks... I think it's a combination. To yeah, I'm, I'm happy for it to be part of both because yeah. what it, it's still... If, if, that, if getting it is helping my mind relax and not think about getting them, migraines, then yeah. that's part of the process of beating them. Absolutely, you know, the the brain is a, a phenomenal organ. Mm. In that, you know, I don't think we'll ever really understand the the true capacity of how the brain works and mm. the way it w- works. And you know, the experience of what goes on inside a, a physio room or a, a medical clinic or the dentist chair and, and things like that, it it, uh, it has an impact on on your recovery. And so, if you get some acupuncture and if you think oh that feels really nice and I feel relaxed there's something in that experience that your brain will go oh hey this yes you know, yeah this yeah. this this could be good we're you know well we'll, yeah where uh, the brain as an organ will be receptive to it mm. whereas if, if you have a treatment and you go oh this guy just got no idea what he's doing he, you know this really hurts I didn't enjoy that the the negative experience might actually have a, a, a limiting Factor on yeah. the impact of the treatment, um, and that's just the psychology of the psychology of pain. Uh, and you know, placebo is you know everyone thinks placebo is uh, you know the devil's work. <laughs> you know, like you know, <laughs> if it's placebo, it can't be good for you. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to a lot of you know manual therapies, especially, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to whether or not people have a good experience mm. and whether people like. The practitioner as well, you know, you often hear about doctors and whatever else having poor bedside manners and and, mm. and so forth, and you walk out of there feeling disgruntled and you know not happy with the service and whatever. Yeah. Else. Then yeah, you're probably going to have a, a decreased impact mm. uh, from from that sort of treatment. Yeah. Um, so I think that I think you know the psychology of it all plays a big part. Yeah, I find when I leave here after getting that and the neck work, you do a bit of work on my neck and shoulders and. I just feel restored. Like I've, mm. I've just got into that routine of coming in. It just feels like I'm getting my checkup. Yep. I just walk out. I feel like I'm straighter. Yep. Um, so if anybody is out there that is a migraine sufferer and has never tried acupuncture, I would suggest – and you've sort of come to – you know, you can't find anything to help. I would suggest giving it – just trying it. And it is weird at first. It is a very weird sensation when Absolutely. those needles first yeah. hit your muscles because – uh, it, it's a feeling you don't feel very often. Yeah, um, absolutely. That trigger, it's sort of just, it's hard to explain. I can't really explain what the feeling's like. But um, once you do it a few times and you just get into that routine, it's, I crave it now. Like I really, <laughs> when I know I've got one coming up, I'm like, oh, I'm getting restored in a few days. Yeah. Like I'm going to feel yeah, good after like that. Yeah, like I said, the people that come in, they're just like, chuck as many needles yeah. as, as you want and yeah, it, yeah. it it's and a bit confronting the first couple of times but then you're like yeah these guys are kind of addicted yeah. to it almost and it's i could fall asleep in that mm. lying face down in the in the on the bed like yeah. it's yeah it's very nice and that placebo thing like i think i just think good things you know even if it is a placebo it's still mm. bringing good things like you hear that old there's that old story of that 
think he was a, like a, a gridiron player in America, and he's he was his confidence was shattered. He couldn't you know catch the ball. And they were coming up to the Super Bowl. I can't remember the player, but his teammates started giving him a, a blue tablet every day and just said, "Take this. It'll just make you feel better. Yeah. You'll play better." And he just started playing amazingly. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. He got like MVP. Or, and they said, "What was it?" It was he was just giving him a blue smarty. Yeah, it was just all <laughs> in his head. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's it's you know maybe from an ethics point of view, you know, in the medical field, it probably wouldn't. Uh, uh, be looked it would probably be frowned upon you know if you're doing that uh, you know just with your patients you know if doctors were giving out smarties instead yeah. of uh, great so for it, smarties yeah great for smarties exactly <laughs> um, but, but yeah look absolutely I think if you if you walk away from somebody feeling like hey that was that was good then you generally will get a better response perfect example from my own point of view um, you know coming back to what I was saying about how I love when someone's massaging me elbows and knees yeah, yeah. and stuff like I actually walk out feeling more stressed if I go for like a one of those nice fluffy, you know, Balinese type massages. Really? Like, because I, I spend the whole time thinking to myself, oh, I wish they'd just go harder. Right. Do I tell them to go harder? <laughs> no, I don't want them. To, I don't want to tell them how to do their yeah. job. And I end up kind of just, you know, it stews in my mind, and so that that whole time that I'm on the table, I don't feel like I'm getting the best mm. experience out of it, and it does nothing for me. So, at least when I know that someone's causing me some pain, yeah, as. Uh, uh, mesochistic as that sounds, I always know I'm going to feel better for it. Yeah. Maybe Do you use your, your elbows much day yeah, to day? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. I I think it's another thing coming back to you know sore hands and and so forth. You find other ways to uh, there, yeah. to, to do the job and so. Yeah, elbows is a big one. Um, another reason why a lot of physios do needling as well, just because you can get into deeper muscles without yeah. having to push yep. ultra hard um so that's a, another reason why needling has become very popular but yeah i i, I always use my elbows just because mm. it's a more robust part of the body um and so i find that i can push harder for longer and without stuffing up my hands great yeah. excellent now you run this business with your wife mm-hmm. uh how do you find how's that go like you're seeing each other at home you're seeing each other every day <laughs> yeah is it, is it um it, yeah. It's actually working out really well. Yeah. Um, so we, we've been working together for about 10 months now and it all started really with, you know, so we've got two young kids and uh, my wife Kathy used to be uh, working in the corporate field mm. for a finance company. She was working for a, for a bank uh, in her most recent stint and just the stress of doing daycare drop-offs and then stuck in traffic, getting mm. to work on time, trying to do a, a part-time job and working full-time hours pretty much uh, yeah. and then trying to get home to pick up the kids. It, the stress on her was actually really quite mm. quite uh, significant. And, uh, Do you give her a bit of dry needling from time to time? To- oh, she she does like it, but I think she probably thinks I'm taking the piss and just uh, <laughs> <laughs> going hell for leather. But no, for, for her it was more just a case of, you know, I think she just needed less stress yeah. in her life and um, – it was at the same time that we'd moved into this new clinic and, you know, we had to organise staff and, mm. you know, all the, the admin aspects of, of running a business and, and that's her forte as well. So we're kind of just like, well, why don't you just 
start working for me and yeah. and yeah it, it's actually worked out really well like she can almost come and go come and go as she mm. she pleases and I noticed you know, this morning you were here and she came in a bit late yeah so and to... you know she always sends me a message saying oh I'm going to be in and around this time do yeah. you want me to take the tollway or do you want me to <laughs> I'm like ah it should be alright I can yeah. I can hold the fort uh, so um, who is who is the boss She's out in the other room. Yeah, she can't hear what we're saying, <laughs> she? but she will be listening. Um, you know, <laughs> equal, yeah, equal yeah. Look, uh, I'm not, not going to try and uh, pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Yeah, look, he's she, she, on, she probably uh, he's writing something down. Yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. It says me. <laughs> it says end this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, look, I mean, she she does so much of the background work yeah. here, and a uh, oh, good save, know, good yeah, save. Oh, oh, look, I, I'd I'd be I'd be lost without her, both <laughs> at work and at home, uh, no doubt about it. But um, no, she she runs ninety percent of my life, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's good. And also, you know, in terms of like spending time at work together and then spending time at home together, um, we actually don't get a huge amount of time to. Just right. sort of sit down and just chew the fat. It's mm. again, it's quite fun. I'm just in and out, and you know, a couple of seconds conversation here and there, just to tell her what's going on with this client, yeah. what to build this person, and and, and blah blah blah. And uh, yeah, so we don't really kind of feel like we're just stuck in each other's pockets the, yeah. the whole day, which is nice because I think yeah, it, it could get a little bit more tedious if that was the case. Right. Um, and even when we get home, like we don't really talk about work. It's it's yeah. quite nice. Like there's nothing. As much as I love my job, you know, I don't feel the need to go home and go. Oh, I saw Dan yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. You know, he's got you know stuck with some needles yeah. in his shoulders and Daniel he loved cried it. When yeah, I put needles exactly. In his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make him cry, but yeah. he just wouldn't cry. Um, so yeah, like we don't really have those sort of conversations at at home either, which is which is good. I it's think it's yeah, always it's nice it's to keep separate. it separate. Yeah. So people can come and see this great relationship in full force if they come down to where? Where are you located here? Uh, yeah, so we're in Freshwater Place uh, in South Bank, Victoria. Um, and, yeah, it's… Uh, so if you ever come to Melbourne for a holiday, just pop down and see… Absolutely. Get, get realigned. Oh, not realigned. That's the other one. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get, get worked on. You get worked yeah. on, yeah. 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 Uh, so it's it's at the mezzanine level, isn't it? Yeah. So upper level, um, there's a an arcade here just with a lot of eateries and cafes. So we're just above all of that. Uh, you just put the big sign up, Elite Sports Physiotherapy. You yeah, can't miss it. Yeah, exactly. No, if, uh, there's no uh, misunderstanding of what's going on up here. <laughs> it's just plastered the windows with our signage. <laughs> no worries. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks uh, very much for taking it easy with me today. Uh, thank you so much and for having me. Thanks for resetting my uh, shoulders on a monthly basis. I kind of feel like we should have just done the podcast with you on the table and <laughs> stuck some needles on I at the same think time. About it. Yeah, yeah it probably could have worked. I just would have slept for 20 minutes yeah, on exactly. the podcast. Though. I would have just talked to myself. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Cool, mate. Thanks for that. No worries. Thanks. See you later. Cheers, Lee. Hey, thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you're in Melbourne and you'd like to see Shrian uh, for an appointment, uh, give Elite Sports Physiotherapy a call on 0386400328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. Uh, this is 15, so there's 14 other episodes up on iTunes. Uh, send your friends to iTunes and get them to subscribe. If they're not on iTunes, 
uh, you can send them to my website, which is danielconnell.com.au, and there is a podcast section on there where they can check out all the previous episodes and the upcoming ones. Uh, also, while you're on there, check out my gigs page. Got a lot of gigs coming up around the place. So come and check out some live stand-up comedy. Uh, next time you're online, why don't you jump on Facebook and give my Facebook page a like, which is Daniel Connell Comedy. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening and take it easy.